This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Good morning to you. It is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, here today with Jeremy Thompson, the Hattiesburg Computer Doctor. Wilts Couture, IT Director with Rankin County, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College, is attempting to get with us today, but as always, his job has got him on, on the run. He's always going to and fro, maybe fro it too. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department all wrapped up into one convenient package. Jeremy can help you fix it. Wilts can help you keep it safe. Both can do either well. See, we're in good hands either way. I want to hear from you this morning. Got any tech problems, issues, questions? Do you have a story or experience to share? Do you want to get back in touch with us? After talking with us about your situation earlier, we'd love to hear an update. If what we asked you to do didn't or advised you to do didn't work out, maybe we've got another problem we can uh, try to fix or another fix for that problem. You can email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Um, I try to keep gaming in our... Uh, our atmosphere, our, our universe of what we talk about a lot. We do, we do a lot of consumer technology. Gaming is certainly a part of that. And it just so happens that today's show, we've got a bunch of it kind of piled up uh, into uh, what we want to talk about. Uh, not just uh, uh, games, but also some streaming stuff in the news, uh, uh, or not necessarily in the news, but Jeremy and I have both uh, made a switch here recently, which is, is pretty interesting. Uh, Jeremy has had a, a a long journey to some gaming uh, answered in the last week. And uh, Kevin Farrell, who everybody knows here at uh, MPB Think Radio, uh, Jeremy, he he was telling me his story during the news. Uh, and, and he's been on our show multiple times talking about his <laughs> journey to a PS5. I don't know what you call it. It almost sounds like a documentary or a miniseries. I'm sure there have been some <laughs> of those produced. But we're going to get to a very, I mean, it's its a hilarious new chapter of his story to a PS5, including the availability of one to him that was withheld. And that sounds weird, and it is weird, but I'll let him tell that story here in just a second. But Jeremy, what's going on? Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Jay. Uh, doing a lot better than last week. Uh, feel a lot better <laughs> the last couple of weeks, for sure. Um I have had some uh, some fun jobs come across my bench this week. Uh, yesterday, I was helping a streamer uh, with his PS5. He was trying to hook it up to his capture card so that he could stream and play in his PS5 online. And every time he hooked it up to his capture card, it would just show a black screen like a default, you know, no signal yeah. message. And I sat there and I fiddled with this and that. And I was like, all right, all right. Will it receive input from something else? So he had two computers because he's a smart streamer. Um, so I was like, let's run the display for the other computer into your capture card and see if that shows up. So we plug that in, shows up immediately. And I'm like, huh, that sure is strange. So for about the next hour, I'm kind of fumbling about checking different settings and trying different things. Nothing is bringing up this PS5. Nothing. I was like, is it the PS5? So, you know, we hook it up to a monitor pretty early on in, and it's displaying just just fine. So, again, this is just like, what on earth could be causing this? So um, I was like, well, let's let's rule your console out. So he had a PS4. We hooked the PS4 up. Same thing. 
black screen, no signal. I was like, okay, so it's not the PS4, it's the capture card. He said, yeah, I can take this capture card out and put it in my other computer, works fine with the PS5. Wow. So I'm sitting here just, just drawing blanks like, okay. Um, and so then as I'm starting to tell him, like, all right, look, I'm going to need more time with this when you can give it up when you're not PC streaming, uh, let me know, and I'll come scoop it up and I'll work on it. And then he told me some very crucial information. He said, I've been having trouble with a recent Windows update. Uh-oh. Every time I click it, it will not install. And I said, now that is a piece of information I needed to know. So I went into his command prompt and you can do a, uh, if you go into an administrator command prompt, you can put in um, the command SFC with space in between it and a backslash and say scan now. And what that will do after you hit enter is check your windows setup and make sure that there aren't any corrupted files. Well, I ran the command and boom, windows found a problem, set it, fixed it. We hooked the PS5 up, and it came on immediately. Wow. Thanks, Windows. Thanks a ton. <laughs> Windows 11, especially, is not my friend. I, I, I do not like it so far. I was fine with 10 and the little things that we had to do to transition to 10. 11 is just making my job difficult, but I'm hanging in there. All right. Well, we at, least you, at least you got there. But, yeah, that, that's a... That's a long conclusion to figure out that an update wound up keeping a guy's capture card from catching a PS5. But this guy had it. What's that? Wasn't the update. It was the corrupted files in Windows. Uh, I got you. As soon as he fixed those, boom, it started working again. Very, very strange. Well, at least he has a PlayStation 5. I got a guy here next to me who I've (laughs) I've watched uh, attempt in the best ways possible. Uh, to get a PlayStation 5 for, I don't know, Kevin, the better part of two years now, yeah. practically? Yeah, since they were, were released, yeah. But this this past week specifically, y- your story took a frustratingly hilarious turn <laughs> for, and a chase for a PlayStation 5. Well, you know, first of all, I've been a gamer for life. I mean, I can go way back to Pong, actually, which dates me, but I've had <laughs> at least one gaming system at every generation. And so when the PS5 came out, I was all on board for it. Yeah. And, you know, the whole chip thing. So I thought, and as time went on, uh, I tried the Walmart thing a couple of times or some of the other sites. I tried to follow one of those. We'll let you know when they're available. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And finally, I thought, well, you know, I like the PS4. So I kind of resigned myself into not getting one. Well, my friend and I were at GameStop uh, in Flowood the other day. And they're very friendly there. The guys that work there are, are gamers, you can tell. So he's like, well, can do you, can I help you find anything? And just as a joke, I said, well, yeah, do you got a PS5? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, we've got some PS5 bundles. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So we talked about it. And I thought it's 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 still, you know, it's a lot of money. But I thought when I got home, I said, I'm going over there Saturday and going to go ahead and get one. Saturday morning comes. I call the store. The phone rings and rings and rings, and I kept getting their their answering machine. So I thought, okay, well, I'm not sure what that's all about. So I went to the physical location of the store. After it was supposed to be open, it's shuttered. It's not open. There ain't nobody in there. So I started calling around to all of the other GameStops in the metro area, most of which were giving me the same thing, where the phone rings about five times, and then the friendly lady comes on and says, hey, we're not here at GameStop. You're going to have to call back later. So um, I got quite frustrated because I kept calling. I I thought, well, they're opening late. So I called back after 12. There still wasn't there. I think I finally got hold of the assistant manager 
And I said, do you have any PS5 bundles? And he said, yes, but we're holding them until Saturday. <laughs> and I was like, what? So, um, so we, wait, this is, this is the part I don't get. It's a retail store. Yes. They have it in stock. You are here to buy it. And they say, nah. Right. What? There's even a sign on the front door that's like, hey, turn in your old PS4 for a new PS5 bundle. But I, I you don't didn't know have if, PS4 in hand, did you? No, no, like no. He rejected you with <laughs> PS4 in hand. Okay. But as you said, I mean, it's, I'm kind of like, well, of course, this is GameStop was the place that used to want you to go online. So I remember last year for Christmas, I was getting my older brother a, an Xbox game. And I brought the box up to the counter and they said, I can't sell that to you. You have to buy it online, which is a whole other story of its own. But uh, the other funny thing is, so I had... That's wonky, but even sort of understandable. Like they're they're, they're yeah. pitching it to you in the store, but it's an online buy only. But this guy's got it in the store. Yeah, I don't... I don't and you're there yeah. to buy it. And he's like, nah, we're good. So the other interesting thing was I had heard that you could buy from direct from Sony. So months and months ago, I put myself on the waiting list for direct from Sony. Well, I get an email the other day that says, hey, your time to buy direct from Sony is coming soon. Please make sure that your this doesn't go to spam folder and we'll send you this link. But don't share the link with anybody and don't click on the link earlier. How would you, you know? Well, (laughs) anyway. Hey, if you're listening to this show, well, yeah. If I'm not, I wouldn't know. (laughs) Thanks anyway, boss. But no no thing of how long I'm going to have to wait to get this golden opportunity or whatever. And I thought about it and I thought, well, bird in the hand, two in the bush. So I said, I'm going to do the local thing. Uh, I did call the Ridgeland uh, GameStop, and she was she was very helpful. I thought she was the friendliest and most helpful person I got in touch with. They had a number of bundles ranging in price in different combinations. She said they didn't have any, but they would have some on Saturday. But the other thing that was interesting to me was all of the various GameStops in the metro area each had a different bundle at a different price. And so, like I said, I'm going to either wow. – tr- I think I'm going to start with Ridgeland because they had more options, and then I think Flowwood would be kind of my fallback uh, – so uh, amongst us here, what's the farthest you've driven to buy a game or any kind of electronic thing? Just on the cuff, uh, um, new topic for the show. Actually, um, a friend of mine and I were going to Hattiesburg to get some an electronic thing at Walmart. And, you know, McGee is halfway to Hattiesburg. So I said, hey, yeah. let's just stop there. So it would have been 90 plus miles, but fortunately it ended up being only about 45. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've driven um, <laughs> in the PS4 era. Um, well, okay, they stopped making college basketball games at the PS3 era. So you know, the PS4 era was a long it was a long cycle in gaming. So uh, you know, the licensing thing with the players and what they all have now. So they stopped making college sports video games. The last one that uh, 2K made was College Sports 2K8, I believe. It's, it's, it's still an incredible game. Um, it's still the best college basketball game ever made. And if you like college basketball and you like the dynasty mode in the game without having uh, you know all of the add-ons and pay-fors thrown at you, which you get with all the games now, that game is it's awesome. Nowadays, you can find it on... I mean, there are emulators for PS3s that you can download for free on Windows. I'm not advocating for whoever to do that and whatnot. Unless you have the game purchased, which I bought that game 19 times over because I would lose it or whatever. <laughs> but um, I drove to the GameStop in Natchez wow. from my house at the time in in uh, Florence. So 
got up onto the Natchez Trace, and it was after work one night. So me and all the critters got to hang out on the Trace <laughs> at night. Never seen more wildlife in my life. Going 45. I mean, there's some spooky parts of that ride. I'll be dead honest with you. But I, I, it was more enjoyable than going down there to buy the game. But I went down there. I found the game. That's one of the cool thing about game. I mean, we... We sit here and, and we beat up some of these uh, big companies so much. But that's one thing cool about GameStop's website is that if you're looking for a very specific game, I mean, you can find what store it is in physically. If they're keeping track of the inventory correctly, that would have been terrible if I drove to Natchez yeah. and I didn't have it or I had already sold it or whatever. But uh, yeah. I was going to say, I was ticked off enough driving from Pearl to Flowood in the store not being open and I drove it to right. Natchez. <laughs> now, me driving to Natchez for a, a, a generation's old game might have, that may say more about me than anybody else. Anyway, Jeremy, do you have a, a driving to get a game story? Uh, not a game, but I've driven to get parts. Uh, last year when um, New Orleans got hit, by the uh what was it a hurricane i think um it knocked out the mail from everywhere in new orleans like slidell all of that yeah. and uh my screen supplier is in slidell so i met him in picayune to pick up phone screens hmm. all right that's still like that's kind of business though right you, you needed to do yeah that. i mean it was totally business like yeah. yeah i had to i had to have it but i'm sitting here thinking like the only thing i've done as far as games go um when Pokemon Blue came out when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I had the Toys R Us number memorized. <laughs> uh, and I would uh, I would call them every day like, hey, have you gotten this game yet? Is it out? And I was the first kid in Hattiesburg to have a copy of that game because I was at Toys R Us when they took it out of the box. That is awesome. I <laughs> see like yes. if you're the manager at those stores, like you can play into your audience there if you. You know, if you let you let a kid see a bo- uh, a game come out of the box from the eighteen wheeler, how cool of an experience is that? I don't know if they think about that, but I know I used to wear the guy that ran the Babbage's at Metro Center Mall in South Jackson out. I knew that number backwards and forwards, and like you, whenever a new game was coming out, uh, man, I yep, that guy was tired of hearing about me because he's just some dude that went to Wingfield or something, and he's like, man, I'm making like six twelve an hour. Can you stop calling me and asking me when you know? Baseball mogul 1997 <laughs> is coming out, jerk. And I'm like, yeah, okay, talk to you tomorrow. Something like that. So, but you also, you you have, a Kevin, another experience. Like you you have been um, gaming, PC gaming with one of your um, like play, PlayStation remotes. Or is that, do well, I have that wrong? No, no it was uh, with the PS4. Uh-huh. And I, I, it was funny because I was convinced the buttons were not, responding quick enough when it actually it was probably my thumb or whatever but i thought okay <laughs> oh I'll, no no not user error no no it's never I'll, user error i'll buy a new controller for my ps4 well i went online to find out it's it's full price it's like 75 80 and i'm like still well, charging yeah, you yeah. like current generation prices for ps4 remotes so i bought a third party thing and it worked fine actually i didn't realize it was until i got home and i saw that the you know it, the design the the buttons were dotted lines and set us all. Anyway, it was a third-party thing, and it worked fine for most of the time, but I started noticing that occasionally when I booted it up, it would go into this kind of freeze mode, and I would have to unplug the machine and plug it back in to get it to work again. Mm. Well, the latest game I've been playing, I start getting this message that pops up on the screen that says, hey, you're using a non-approved controller. That might not be (laughs) such a good idea. And so last night, in the middle of the game, screen freezes, couldn't, no buttons worked, 
the, I tried to uh, tried to turn on a regular PS4 controller. It didn't work. Completely frozen everything, and I had to again yank the cord out of the power supply and 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 plug it back in. And fortunately, you know, because the other thing is, when every time you boot up, it always says, "Don't turn this off when it's doing this or that. It'll corrupt your data." Fortunately, yeah, right. it, it did not yeah. do that. But I'm like. Come on now. I mean, wh- why would you pay full price for something that I'm about to hopefully, you know, about to get rid of? And, and yeah. again, the only reason I considered buying the new controller was I had given up hope for my PS5. So hopefully uh, Saturday I will hopefully have the PS5 in my house. But the moral of this story is, is that a guy had a physical. OK, maybe he told you he had one thinking that you were going to come back Saturday and buy one. But then you were ready to buy one. He was like, wait, no, come back Saturday. Well, but he made it sound like he has one right now, and you're like, "Cool, I'll buy the one right now." And he's right. like, "Uh, well, and it was we're not licensed to sell them on Tuesday." <laughs> sir. It was the assistant manager on Saturday versus the regular employee on Thursday. But you're right. On Thursday, he said that they had several, and and like I said, if I, and maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but I do think that he said, "Yes, we have them, but we're holding them until Saturday." Which again, it's kind of like, what the heck, you know. That is ah, GameStop, man. They're they're living life like it, life is so, is coming at them so fast. The last year or so, of GameStop, they don't know what end is up right now. They're just glad they have PS Five somewhere. I don't, I don't even think they know if they have one or not. It's just like just say yes, just say yes. What were you saying, Jeremy? I wish I knew. I wish I knew that Kevin needed a PS Five because I was in a store the other day and I was looking right at one. Are you ser- Are you serious? I'm totally serious. See, and I, I would have, you know, bought it, and he could have reimbursed me for it because, you know. What store was it? Kevin's my dude. Uh, Target was where it was. Oh, wow. But I, the, guy, the guy who I did the uh, the PS5 hookup for yesterday, he said he bought his at Walmart here in Hattiesburg last week. Hattiesburg's a oh, so. spot. Well, that they're does – Now there's going to be a – they're going to be bum rush the Target in Hattiesburg now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that bodes well that they are starting to show up again, I think. Yeah. And yes. good, good luck on that email yep. whenever that happens. <laughs> if it doesn't go to spam, make sure it doesn't go to spam when it goes to spam, sir. All right, before we take our first break, let's take uh, our first call. John has been patient with us in Meridian. And Kevin, thanks so much for that story. And, and I look forward to maybe videoing the first time you get to play an actual PS5, because that'll be the first time I experience a PS5. I might do an unboxing video. Who knows? Jay, I'm going to break in and uh-huh. say that I've looked online and Target has two of them. Which one? The our Flowwood Target. The Flowwood Target. Yeah. Holy cow! What Kevin, is happening? Flowwood Target has two PlayStation Fives in stock right now. What is happening? So just FYI, I just looked. What is the can flood you, of PS Five online? I don't know. Now this is in store. Ah. Uh, this is two in store. I don't know if you if you try to buy it online, it may say come back Saturday. Let's go to John in Meridian. John, thanks for being patient with us. Good morning. What's going on? Hey. What's going on, man? Good morning. How, how's it going? Well, I've. I got a uh, Chevy Bolt EV with uh, Android Auto. Yeah. And and what I've got is a Android phone, obviously. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to take out in Google Maps the uh, a location that it displays. Like right now, it's saying ten, which was an address over in Meridian, where I went to it. But I don't care to go back to the place ever again. And I'm trying to figure out why. I can't, well, there's not an option to delete it out. Okay, so you're trying sense. to remove an existing device from your phone, I mean, from your car Bluetooth? Well, it's hooked up by cable to the USB port to uh-huh. the Android console. Okay. And so I'm trying to figure out 
like I say, it's displaying Google Maps on the console, the center above the radio. Um, mm-hmm. On your display in your car, right? Yeah, correct. And it's it's got yeah. an address. Two of them actually, both of them incorrect. What I want, where I would want to go to. And I'm trying to figure out what what I have to do to delete it out because it doesn't have. I haven't found an option to delete. I would say okay, I would say really quickly that I would look at the Maps app on your phone before you hook it up to your Android Auto and see I, there is a way that you can you can clear out old searches. And let's say for some reason it attached some sort of. Um, uh, entity to that place that you went, like it saved it as your home by mistake or something like that. When you first call up that app, it, that's it, actually what it is. That's one of the things. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I've done this before, so uh, welcome to the club, sir. Um, so what you can do is uh, when you first open it up, it gives you there's um, there's like a little menu right below the the main window where you see the map that shows you wherever you are, and it's got several little things in there like home and work and stuff like that. And if you click on those, um, it, it'll give you there, there'll be a little gear at the top or a hamburger menu and, and just just toy around with that. And you'll be able to, to change that stuff around. Well, I haven't found it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, let me let me let me get that app out here. Google Maps. All right. So specifically in maps, if you want to like set your favorite places, is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. Well, I think okay. he's got a place that was not a favorite that was saved as a favorite somehow or another, or it interpreted it as a favorite. And now he can't get it to not show up as that. Well, it, it wasn't a favorite. It is somehow I was trying to input a home mm-hmm. as where, you know, right. that, there was one time it was asking me where, and they did get, whenever I put it in home, it actually gave me somebody else's home. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's not good at all. At least that's what it seems like. I'll put it that way. So up under, uh, if you're in Google Maps, you should be able to go up under the uh, Saved tab and see all your different places. Um, it should be under, like, Favorites or so- something to that effect. There should be some list in there. Uh, where you can change what your home address is in Google Maps, you say. Yeah, so in here Maps it is. And, and itself, when you yeah. when you open up Google Maps on your phone, there is a list of tabs across the bottom: Explore, Go, Contribute, uh, Updates, and Saved. It's the one in the middle. You click on that, and okay. now we, now we've got a list of lists, as one likes to do. Uh, and I don't know how some of these show up. Like in mine, it's products I like, which I have nothing saved in. Uh, that's where the PS5 goes. Uh, want to go. Uh, that's uh, some places that I want to try to visit. Uh, favorites, which is an easy thing to pile stuff into. And then labeled is mine. And under labeled is where I have home, work, school, and different you know different places like that. I don't go to school, so I don't know why I have a, a place in Memphis, Tennessee listed as school. Maybe that's what happened to you. Uh, so evidently I go to school in Memphis. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can do those things. And that labeled next to home, there's a little, you know, three button menu, uh, bar on the far right side. And then under that, hang on, mm-hmm. I'm right now. I got to explore, go save, contribute and updates. Which, where did I go right. from there? You're going to go to labeled 
and then the one that says home, you're going to click the three dots outside of where it says that. The saved if button. You don't choose, have one. Choose, choose that saved button. Yeah. When when if you're you in there. I got you. So then you can either edit the address or if you don't have one at the bottom, you should be able to hit the button that says add a place. And then you put in your address. Okay. Your list is what you're saying. Is I need to check out and figure out what's it's showing there. Yep. Correct. Under label. Okay. I have one on. At least on mine, it says label. Um, that's what it says on mine, too. All right. That's an okay one. That's. An, oh, I have four different things showing it. One of them is work, and it's set. It has it says set work. Everything has a pin dropped in there, places I actually want there. That's, that's not it. That's not the one that has these uh, weird places that I don't care for anymore. So the other thing could be that the map in your car is out of date. Um, so it may need to be updated or it may not. Maps may not be able to tell it where it is because in your car it doesn't see that as a place. That could be another issue. That's okay. kind of where I was thinking this was going to begin with, um, because the maps in our car have to be manually updated. I mean, I think some of them connect to Wi-Fi at your home, but like you have to go in and do it yourself. It's not, you know, it's not something that's just going to do for you. So if that map is out of date and the location that you're trying to pull up is not in that map, then it probably won't show up. That's my okay. Guess. So what do I have to do to do this? You would need to find out if you can update the map in your car on the app in your vehicle. Okay. So to update the app in the vehicle, do I have to bring it to the car dealership or what? Um, it would depend on what vehicle you have. I would recommend just Googling it and finding out if there's like something you can buy online and you can just upload it over your Wi-Fi, or if you have to take it to your dealership. My guess is, uh, they go both ways. They go both ways. Yeah, I imagine okay. you could probably um, do it from home, or you could take it to your dealer and get them to do it for you. So update map. In your car. Uh, in the car. Yes, because those maps aren't, they aren't synced with Google Maps, at least not as far as I know. Um, and they do not update as frequently as the app on your phone does, and the app on your phone doesn't update your car, as far as I know. That's kind of where I'm confused on it. I'll put it that way. Let's try this. Let's 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 try this, and then. But John, and look, if if this doesn't work for you, call us back next week. We'll have some more time. We'll dig back into it. All right. But um, I'm thinking maybe Jeremy. What do you think? Uh, Android rolled out an update yesterday for Android Auto. Maybe he should just try an over the top Android Auto update, which you can do by absolutely. Yeah, make sure everything is up to date. Yeah. That and, would, and that would be the first step. And you can do this by going in your phone to the Google Play Store where you download apps and searching Android Auto, and that uh, app will come up, and you click on it, and it will probably have a little update where it normally where you would download it. Uh, there will probably be an update uh, button right there, and if you need one, which if they released one yesterday, I don't know, Jeremy. Usually we say give updates a minute to breathe before you do it, or in, in this uh, in yeah, this situation, generally. would you go ahead and try? I mean, a lot of times these days, you don't even really have a choice. My phone's like, hey, you can tell me you don't want your update three times, and you're getting the update. <laughs> right. right, right. That sounds like Windows behavior. But, John, uh, yeah, try that 
try that Android Auto update. And because uh, I'm thinking if you update Android Auto and uh, especially it being Android Auto and Google has a Maps update that he needs, it's probably going to come with that. I would imagine. Maybe not. But it would seem like that would all come in one together. Like Google Maps would update whenever Android sends through an update on Android Auto. That's how I would imagine that works. Though I don't know that for sure. John, thanks so much for calling this morning. For as fun as technology and electronics are, today's show is kind of a monument to how frustrating they can be at the same time. Still plenty to get into, uh, including uh, some awesome uh, gaming that Jeremy has run into that I'm super jealous about. Uh, but at the same time, probably good. I don't have it because nothing else would get done. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy Thompson. I'm Jay White. Wiltz is out this week. Hey, Jeremy, you just got a Steam Deck. Is that correct? Yeah. Man, this, Man. Is, okay. this is exciting, dude. Like, I've wanted to get one of those so bad. But let me tell you why I want one. It's so I can play Football Manager everywhere. And if I have Football Manager available to play everywhere, then nothing else will happen. So it's probably a good thing I don't have a Steam Deck. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> I I can agree. Um, since it's so super easy to to do gaming on the go, this thing it's uh it's pretty easy to get distracted. So back in February, I just checked my email. It was on February seventeenth, twenty twenty two. I noticed that Valve was uh doing tickets for the Steam Deck. So you had to put up $5 to get your place in line reserved. And um, let's see, it was two weeks ago, they sent me an email and they were like, hey, your Steam Deck's finally ready. It's time to pay for the rest of it. Say what? Like, All right, cool. I kind of been, you know, waiting for it. There's a thread on Reddit where like, if you have all your order info, you can actually kind of figure out where you're going to fall, like what day they're going to email you on. Uh, so that was Never something I found before. I probably would have. I'm glad I didn't find it because then I'd just be sitting there waiting for like my day, you know? Yeah. Um, I pretty much forgotten about it, to be honest with you. And then it was like, hey, it's coming. I was like, oh, awesome. This year. That's great. So. Um, <laughs> that's what I, I wonder uh, about. Kevin get, Kevin gets his email for his PS5. It's like, hey, coming soon. Right. And it's like, wait a minute. You yeah. said that when I first signed up for this like a year and a half ago. So like sooner <laughs> soon or like you're just reminding me if this doesn't go to spam that you're still here and I'm, you're st- you still want my money except not at the store in person. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I wanted to know like how long after I give Valve my money, or am I going to have my steam deck in my hand? The answer was about a week. Um, from the time I ordered it, it took five days for them to ship it. And then it just took like three days to get here. So, um, when I got the email from FedEx, like your order was supposed to come on Wednesday, but now it's coming early. I was like, all right, cool. So <laughs> Steam Deck, what is it? It is basically a portable gaming PC. You can play Steam games on it, uh, a lot of Steam games on it, not all of them, but a lot of them. And they are working on compatibility for more of them because this thing is a game changer. All right, I have uh, played the game The Division for over two days straight on my uh, PC character and I was able to do that on my deck. Uh, Furthermore, I was able to uh, just this weekend, we took a trip up to Pearl while I was in the passenger seat 
Oh man! I tethered the Wi-Fi on my phone, and I was able to game with my buddy John in the division for a full mission. No lag, no uh, latency, uh, no problems whatsoever. It was the coolest, uh, the coolest experience that I've had as far as gaming goes. I've never been able to game on the go like that. Now, I, I could probably, probably do the same with my Switch, although I don't I don't know. It was just something about, hmm, I wonder if I can do it. I really want to know. And, yeah, it, it, it gamed beautifully all the way up 49. And um, I was very impressed. Uh, there are some things that are left to be desired, like better battery life. But, again, you're getting the uh, – you can get up to – I mean, you can get more than 60 frames per second, but at 60 frames per second on this thing, uh, you're getting a, a very much equivalent PC gaming experience. Jeremy, it sounds and, almost like it is the it is the gaming mechanism mechanism. That's a nice word. The gaming mechanism of a PC without having to worry about all the other PC bits. It's like they took the game part of a, the gaming part of a PC and just made it a gaming system. So it is actually a full-fledged Linux computer. Okay. Um, you can you can go and switch into desktop mode, which is where the real versatility and the power. Wait and, a uh, minute. The following what? that this thing is going to have. Yeah, that's where the that's where the real following is going to come for this thing. Because not only will it play Steam games, Jay, it'll play other games too. You can do stuff through Ubisoft. You can do stuff uh, through Xbox Gaming Cloud. In fact, when so it's basically launched, what you're saying. It's like a handheld PC in a gaming cabinet. It is. That's it is. hand hand held hand holdable. It's mind blowing. Uh, you get about three hours out of the uh, the battery if you're if you're really pushing it. Um, but the the experience that I've had with it so far has been awesome. I mean, it's pretty cool to tell my friends, yeah, dude, I'm I'm gaming with you online. You know, just sitting on my couch instead of at my PC. You know, sitting upright. Because as I have gotten older. I have found that sitting in a chair upright using a keyboard and a mouse is becoming very taxing. I I can't really sit for the long gaming stints anymore on my PC. It's just it's just one of the realities of getting older, unfortunately. Like right. my back is eventually just like in so much pain and like my neck and my posture is terrible while I'm gaming. So the Steam Deck is kind of helping me with that too. But um I have played Xbox Cloud games on it. When it when it launched, Microsoft uh, was kind enough to include a guide on how to get Xbox Cloud gaming beta working on it, and it works pretty well. And I've noticed, you know, because a lot of the processing power will be on the cloud in those instances, yeah. that the battery life lasts significantly longer. Ah, the, so, the, the, the brainchild of Google Stadia, right? Yeah, pretty much. And Except is, better executed? Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say that Xbox has a lot more games online that you can play. And I was scrolling down, looking through the list, and I saw a perfect dark, like the N64 game (laughs) version that they put on Xbox. I was like, no way, perfect dark. That is so cool. Yeah. That's, wow. I'm 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 thrilled with it. I, I look forward to gaming with more people who pick these things up. The controls are awesome. Um, there's no chance of any kind of Joy-Con drift like you might get with your Switch, where if you don't know what Joy-Con drift is, if you have a Switch, or if you've played a Switch, and while you're playing it, you notice that your character just kind of runs off in a random direction, or your cursor flies off somewhere on the screen that you didn't put it, that is Joy-Con drift. 
And it is a very, very common, very real problem with switches that plagues them still to this day because of the way the controllers are made. So this thing even gives the switch a run for its money. Wow. My PC does that with um, Xbox controllers, which that's all Microsoft. You think that'd work well together, but it, it just does that from time to time. It's funny. Well, I did not need that uh, pep talk about the, <laughs> uh, the Steam Deck, but you sure gave it to oh, me. It can be hacked to play Switch games, although I haven't dabbled in that yet. I mean, the very the very idea. The question here now is just how hackable is this thing? What can't it do? And I'm curious to find out what the answer to that question is, because so far it doesn't seem to have a lot of limitations other than, you know, its battery life. Now, I will say there is there, there are three different models for this and three different prices, obviously. The cheapest model is three ninety nine. Yeah. But I do not recommend going and getting that one if your budget can help it. Okay. You that's in, that's important. That's important. Why? Certainly. Well, okay. So you can put an SD card in it and you can expand the storage, but the base model comes with a sixty four gigabyte hmm. EMMC drive, and the two other models come with NVMe SSDs. That's the significant difference. The drives go from 64, 256 to 512. 64 gigabytes yeah. is smaller than some of the games that I have on my Steam Deck now. Huh. So I am really perplexed as to why they chose the minimum 64 gigs. I guess it's because you have the option to expand your storage with the SD card. But I still don't like that. I want tons of solid state storage so that I can put as many games as I want on this thing and they will load faster on that NVMe yeah. SSD. All right, we're about to go so to Melinda in Meridian here in just a second, but let me ask you that putting that using or relying buying the smallest one and relying on an SD card, how much will that affect performance? I can't say because I don't have any... But it will to uh, some extent, right? ...stats on it, but yes, absolutely. The EMMC memory in that is not going to be as fast as the NVMe drives that they put in it. Also, one more quick thing. Hackers have already opened this thing up and taken out the SSD that's in it and put up to a 2-terabyte SSD in it. Now, that's going to run you a little bit of cash, but that is a very, very cool upgrade if you want to do it. Now, another thing I want to say about this, because I am in the business of repair, is that this thing has repairability written all over it. Valve has already released all the guides to do the repairs to ifixit.com and the parts. The prospects for this thing are huge, so and it's, I'm very excited. So it's it's the anti-iPhone, is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty and, much. And yeah. They're, they're saying crack it open and do what you want with, with it. How, how about that? It's almost like it was made for gamers. For gaming? Gamers? Yeah. All right, let's yeah. go to the phones. If this is who I think it is, I'm looking forward to talking to Melinda and Meridian, who called us last week with some Wi-Fi issues. And if it's not the Meri- that Melinda, then yeah, boy, I want to set up. It is Melinda and Meridian. All right. How are y'all today? Excellent. It's good to hear from you again. Good to hear from y'all. I need to ask some expert advice again. All right, I'm going to stop talking then. Okay, I need to know who can do forensics on my, I got 45 minutes worth of code in my ATT phone, and, and the problem with my computer, lap, I mean, desktop, and I think it's the state of Mississippi, and I need you to tell, 
people on the Mississippi Today thing, the Attorney General is hacking people. And I just want to verify that it is them. And so it needs to be somebody that is, you know, if I get it, I need to take it to the FBI. Okay, I got to stop you right there. Um, Okay. You're making some bold accusations right now, <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand where you're where you're getting this information. But to come on the radio and say like matter of factly, this is what is happening, even though you need the help of a professional. Yeah, I, I can't take a word that you say seriously right now. And okay, I'm I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just saying that if if you want help from somebody, you gotta you gotta tone that down because that may be happening to you but to say yeah. it matter of factly without a shred of evidence I have very bad. all right well, well, well here's here, okay here's to, to jeremy's point if, okay. if this is a thing that you feel like this is legit then you don't need to call the tech show ma'am you need to call the police department i went to fbi years ago oh well yeah, you, maybe some new people worked there if it was years ago if it was year i mean plus if it was years ago this sounds like this is something that's more recent yes it is it's been going on a long time it's been going on a very long time and i just need to know who can i get to back me up that yes melinda it is the state of mississippi well melinda um it's it's going to be hard to find someone to verify that information for you. Uh, you would need like a private investigator with a tech background to be able to do forensics on your device. And I don't know of one. I don't think Jay knows of anyone. I don't think any of us know of anybody who could assist you with your problem. Now, I'm not trying to say that you don't legitimately have a problem. What I'm saying is, is that the information that you are just – laying out there like it's straight fact can be obscured and faked and spoofed and there are a number of ways that someone could make you think you're being targeted by something that isn't doing anything to you but if you believe that someone is harassing you via technology and you're being targeted digitally you need to contact someone who can go into your home help you secure your devices and take your life back now We've gotten calls like this before. I've had clients whom I've actually agreed to help with this stuff. And it's just, it's very difficult territory to get into because there's a lot going on with your devices and there's a lot going on in your mind. And sometimes you can become your worst enemy by finding confirmation in every little thing that pops up on your computer as being evidence that you're hacked. Again, I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying that it's a very difficult subject for us to deal with on this show because of the extent of what you're claiming. Yeah, it makes it not a a, a tech repair thing. That sounds like uh, if what you're saying is happening, and I don't know, I can't tell you it's not, but if what you're saying is happening, that's criminal behavior, whether it is the people that you accused of it or not. Um, So, yeah, that needs to go to the police. Yes, all right, Melinda, we appreciate it, and that that escalated from last week. Last week yes. it was the hospital, and this week well, it's the attorney general. Heaven's sakes, what mm-hmm. what will next week be? Well, anyway, all right. So you've got me excited, very very excited about the Steam Deck. That just yeah. like that. 
that's that's no. very and everything that I would like hope that was not true. So I don't want to buy it more. You basically confirmed all of that stuff, and then you told me more with how moddable it'll be. I yeah. do have some good news. Did not need if to know all go, that. If you go to Steam's site and you reserve a deck, you will probably get yours faster than I got mine. Okay. Um. So they're saying like Q3, Q4. We're in Q3. So Q4 is coming. So you may only have to wait, you know, three months versus seven. And I must say it's worth the wait. And that amount of time that you do have to wait gives you a little time to save up for it. So that's good. But I wanted to segue to our big topic, Jay. You and me have replaced a huge member of our families. Yeah. All right. So I, I decided recently that I had had enough of my Fire TVs. And if you've listened to the show at all in the past and I've talked about Fire TVs, I've had nothing but accolades for them. But lately, all I've had is frustration mm. because I have found that a lot of time on my Fire TV Cube, especially, but it does work on the Fire TV, it doesn't work on the Fire TV stick all the time, um, is that certain apps, I have to go in and I have to go to applications and I have to manage the installed ones and then I have to force close it and then I have to reopen it in order for it to load. So I was like, is this a problem with the Fire TV or is this a problem with every set-top box? Well, as far as I can see right now, with my experiences, especially with Hulu and HBO Max, it was the Fire TV because I replaced it with a Chromecast mm -hmm. and I haven't had to reboot that thing. I haven't had to force close an app. I haven't had to do anything. That thing works. So what did you do, Jay? So I, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, two, maybe three years ago, I bought an NVIDIA Shield, which is like a very, very, very souped up Android television, basically. Spiffy. Uh, a $200 piece of equipment. And uh, there's that, look, it's Android, so it's super moddable, and there's lots of things you can do with it. And I started delving that stuff, but it became, to get where I wanted it to be, uh, it was it was having to mod it too much from what it originally was, and it was becoming too cumbersome. And um, uh, the attachments, if you find videos of what all attachments people add to these things to make them essentially gaming PCs, uh, well, not gaming PCs, but streaming PCs that can do a little gaming, um, they make it look amazing. But it, the ability to get it to work like they make it look is not easy. And it requires a lot of maintenance. And maintenance is not necessarily, I want to make it happen and then just set it up there. And then when I want to play it, I can play it. And that increasingly turned out to be not the case. So um, uh, as I've figured out a lot over the last two or three years or so, I bought something really complicated for something that I figured out I didn't want to be complicated anymore. So I went and got a Roku. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I bought the $99 Roku, the one that has the plug-in for your, your earphones, if you'd like. And, oh, yeah, on the remote? Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a cool addition. Yeah, yeah. the thing I don't like, and well, the thing I didn't like uh, reading on its face is that Rokus aren't really, you can't sideload, you can't get around stuff on Roku. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah it's a closed operating system, and I was like, well, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, well, that's a bummer. But at the same time, you know what? I, I never have the time to tinker with that stuff anymore. So right. having having no option to do so allows me to stop keeping it on my brain or, or keeping or, or allowing it to hold up memory in the back of my brain. So from that standpoint, I'm excited about it. 
And Roku is very, very usable and very good. And it, its UI, while a little bit wonky and closed, still has some flexibility to it. So I'm excited about going forward with it. You took the path of least resistance. I did. I did. Just what like a, electricity. What a punk. What a punk. <laughs> what a gamer, huh? The path of least resistance. At least I didn't go into a store and ask for something they had. And they're like, nah, can't sell that to you till Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Kevin, for your story. Thanks, Jeremy, as always, for your help with everything. Thanks to our callers this morning. That's going to do it for us. You can find this show at mpbonline.org, as well as search Everyday Tech wherever you get your podcast. We will be back next Wednesday at 10 for another episode of Everyday Tech right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.